Good morning. Is everybody awake? Anybody else loving this weather? Is it just me? I know our pastor is not a fan of this weather, but um, here we are. I was telling Wes this morning when I saw him, I was like, you look like you're going to uh, Wyoming. Um, I'm a fan of the cold. Um, I used to hate it, but now I absolutely love it. But um, for those of you guys who do not know me, (laughs) my name is John. And um, my wife and I uh, are on the leadership team here at Reclaim Church. Um, Funny story is um, I've now known, I think, the Wilkinsons for, I think it's been almost like 10 or plus years or something. Um, That relationship was brought to fruition based, um, my cousin, is this too loud or is it just me? Um, One of my cousins plays baseball. um, And so Corey, or Pastor Corey, sorry, and one of my... um, cousins played baseball, and they invited, or Terry and Kathy had invited uh, my family to Grace Tabernacle then, and um, I stayed around. And as Gary said, uh, um, when my wife and I got married at our best man speech, he said something that I never went away. I just kind of stuck around the whole time, and so here I am. The Lord has kind of um, brought us together um, with, the, with the church, even closer, and um, I'm going to be sharing a word to you guys, um, actually, before I continue. I also do wedding photography, in case you didn't know that. This is not, an, um, it's not a plug. <laughs> I don't need any more business, not to my own horn, but please, we don't need any more. Um, sorry, I don't do family pictures. Um, I get asked that a lot whenever I come to church here. No, Miranda, I cannot do your family pictures, sorry. Um, and so, yeah. Um, anyway, so I do, um, I, we actually do videography as well. And funny story, um, which is going to, maybe it won't make sense to you guys, but have you guys noticed um, that we now live in a generation where everything has to be instant? Yeah. Instant turnaround constantly. And, I, and in the industry that I work, um, work in, in the wedding world, when you take, so like last night I had a wedding, and um, In some cases, so we lay out a contract. I'll start out with there. We lay out a contract with our clients. Sometimes they book us a year in advance. Sometimes it's six months. And in the contract, it says very clearly when you're going to receive a sneak peek, when you're going to receive the entire gallery. And so in a lot of cases, we have um, clients who will contact us like less than 12 hours after being married and saying, hey, you got my sneak peeks? because they all want to share on social media. And I'm not saying social media is a bad thing at all. Social media is the reason why I have the business that I have, and so I'm not going to down Instagram or Facebook at all because I need it. Um, And so we, um, I've noticed that it's like you have to perform instantly or there is this break of like complete chaos that occurs. And and I've noticed that in some instances um, when... I don't respond in a quote-unquote timely manner, which technically means in the next five minutes after texting you or emailing you. It's, again, it causes chaos, and we, we've become a culture that we just have to have everything so fast. And if you haven't noticed, our relationship with Jesus, when God gives us a promise, he gives you a word, and let's just say, hypothetically speaking, um, you received a word that you're going to be blessed with a child. Let's just say um, that as an example. You know that God has promised you 
that you're, um, he's going to bless you either with a child or financially. Let's say you're going through a struggle right now where financially you cannot keep up with your bills. And so what happens is the Lord speaks to you and tells you, hey, your blessing is coming. He makes it sound as if it's happening like now or tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. Um, and so have you guys ever real noticed that a lot of the times it doesn't happen even in like a year, two years, three years. And so in some cases, we're gonna make like just a little thing here. Pretend this is the moment where the Holy Spirit tells you, hey, your breakthrough. So I want everybody to close your eyes for a second and think of the promise or one of the promises. You might have lots of them because we have lots of promises that at some point in our life we've been, the Holy Spirit has promised us. And so I want you to just think about that moment, that feeling when the Lord spoke to you and said, whatever that was for you. For some of us, like for me, it could have been a financial blessing. I recall one time when I was sitting in my room and I was like, God, I have nothing. All my friends have hobbies where they really, um, it sort of helps them. Um, just like it seems like they're more successful in life because they have this financial either blessing where they have their own job, their own career, and they are making all kinds of money. And I have nothing I had no passion for anything. And I remember very vividly asking God, give me something. I don't know what it looks like. And at the time, I didn't know it was going to be photography. Fast forward a couple years, I got that, right? And so, I, so in that mind space that you're in right now where you're thinking of that promise, um, I want you to think about when you prayed about it. it was, for some of us, it's probably been like 10 or 15 years, Right? And so what happens is we end up in this like weird phase where like, oh God, I guess that wasn't a promise. That wasn't told to me. That was wrong. I heard wrong from God. But in reality, we really did hear from God. But that time frame, because again, we're in instant culture where we have to have everything right now. It needs to happen like in this moment. That's just our, like, I mean, I'm going to be honest. When I go through a drive-thru, if I have to wait more than five minutes, I am freaking out. Like, why does it take, where's Chick-fil-A people? Like, we should be ready to go. I was at Starbucks this morning, and there was, like, seven cars in front of me, and I'm like, I got to be at church. Like, come on, come on. Like, I already put my order in. Why is it taking you guys so long to make it? Like, it's just, come on. That's the culture that we live in. And so um, a couple months ago, I was standing in the back over there, and I, rem um, I heard the Holy Spirit just like, it was very weird because when you, when you listen to the story that I'm about to read to you guys, you would be like, what are you talking about? Where did this come from? But I heard the Holy Spirit uh, mention the word Lazarus to me. And I was like, what? Like, what is his, he died, and then you resurrected him. Like, what are you, why would you be telling me that? And um, I was going, I was, I was dealing with a very difficult client at the time, and um, I remember sitting, standing back there, and I was like, well, let me put this in my phone. Corey's, if you've ever been a part of any meetings where Corey is in there in the green room in the back, he always tells you when you get a word, write it down, because you never know what it's going to mean until a couple, in some cases, a couple of months. And in reality, in that moment, it really helped me when I um, actually sat down and like, listened to what God was trying to say. And so I'm going to read, um, if you have your Bible, if you have a real Bible, you are going to get brownie points. The Holy Spirit has a special place for you in heaven. I have an iPad. In most cases, I use my phone. Um, and so I'm going to read to you guys John 11. And um, let's do this. All right, so uh, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and his sister Martha. 
This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord's on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. And I remember when I started reading this, I thought to myself, okay, what are you trying to say here, Jesus? And if you've ever gotten a word or like something like that, you know it takes some time. You have to sometimes sit there and just like process what the Holy Spirit and pray on what, whatever it looks like. And the Holy Spirit really highlighted that moment to me. And, and I believe that that was a prophetic act that the Holy Spirit was going before and saying, hey, it's not going to end what you guys, the way you guys are thinking, right? And later we follow, we, we keep going through. And in, so in, if you want to look at it from that way, that was from the moment that Jesus spoke to you. So I want you guys to all kind of like play this moment in your, in your minds. When he spoke to you, he gave you that promise. And later, as you continue reading on here, and I'm going to be skipping around. I apologize, Shoshana. Um, it goes on and says that Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Like, how dare you? You know what I mean? Like, I, in, in the culture that we live in, we would be like, Jesus, come on, what are you doing? Like, you're, heal my brother. He's sick, right? And so if you look back at that story real quick where Martha and Mary sent their message, kind of apply that to your life where that's you taking, if, whether it's in your room by yourself, whether it's in your car, whether it's you praying with your wife, that's you guys praying together or whatever it looks like for you. You're praying, right? And you're sending a message to God. Say, hey, God, you promised this, what's going on? And he still takes you through this crazy journey where you're like over here and here's his fulfillment over here. And you're like, this is like 20 years for some people. If you're like highly favored and it happens to be like two weeks or something like that, praise Jesus, because that doesn't normally happen in my life. But if it does happen, like, hey, like God is good. But I feel like the Holy Spirit really revealed to me there where it says, um, Hold on, sorry, lost my train of thought here. Where it says, where he says that he waited there, he stayed there for two more days, and then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But we are, again, we already knew what was, that he was not going to die. He said his promise. So yet he took, us through this, he took them through this emotional roller coaster. Imagine being Martha and Mary and what the emotional toll that that, pro, that experience probably took on them. And that is what happens to us on a daily basis where we go through this like spiral where because we're human and we're selfish sometimes, like that's the reality. Like we think because it didn't happen now, we're just like constant, right? But here, when Jesus gets back there and he starts talking about, they, um, he gets to where uh, Martha and Mary are, he says, or they start to tell him that he's dead. You didn't come through for me, Jesus. And a lot of the times that's what we find ourselves in that place where we're like, you did not do what you said you were gonna do. And I believe that there's a lot of us like that are currently living this right now where everything feels to us that it's, we're done. Like we have, there's no hope. We've lost the hope. And in that waiting period from between the promise to, if you wanna like just pretend this is your life, you're going through a roller coaster, the fulfillment, that waiting period that you're in, 
is sometimes the best growth that you will ever have. It, it teaches you to be stronger, to learn to trust the Lord. That is the number one thing that I can tell you that I have found myself in. Those, it, like, I remember I would sit there in the room and I'd be like, Lord, I don't feel like I trust you right now. I don't feel it. But you know what? I don't feel it, but I'm still believing that you're going to do this because you, t- you promised this to me, right? How many of us have ever been in that situation where you're like, God, like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what is happening right now. I'm about to lose my house. I'm losing my husband, or I'm losing my wife, or I'm losing um, your car. You don't have anywhere to live right now. You don't have any food to provide to your children. You don't have a job. Whatever your circumstances are, you feel in that moment, like Martha and Mary probably did in that moment, where you're like, God, what has happened? You love us. I mean, he tells us constantly. There's so we can. Corey's preached several messages about the love of Jesus and how much he loves us. And you love us, but yet here we are in this turmoil till we get to the fulfillment on the other side of the stage, right? And so when, the whole, when I was processing this, um, when I heard from God, I was like, what the heck are you talking about, Jesus? Like, what are you trying to tell me? And I thought in the moment it was what I was, what I was living through. And... Um, I remember I was sitting in, I have like a weird schedule now, and so um, I was up one morning and I was praying, and I remember God saying, you're going to speak on this. And I thought to myself, there is no way that this is happening. And our pastor who is, um, bless his heart, he, he deals with our leadership team, and we are sometimes like, we're, we're great together, but to get us to get up and speak, it's like, hee. Um, and so I remember he said this, and um, I don't know if Wendy remembers this at all, and she didn't know I was going to say this, but we were at Lindsay and Gary's house. It just so happens that all this stuff always happens at Lindsay and Gary's house. But we were sitting at Lindsay and Gary's house a couple of months ago. We were sitting in a circle, and I remember that um, Corey was going on and on about how, like, we need to start stepping out. And in this specific instance, he was telling us to step out and speak, Right. And I remember I was sitting there thinking to myself, there, you know, no way I'm doing this, no. And I remember like in that moment, Wendy said something to me, John, you're being quiet. And I don't know if she remembers this and it was just Wendy, if you know Wendy, sometimes she just like says things and it's like, calm down, like it's like, let's pipe down a little bit. And I remember in that moment, she said, she said that to me and I felt the, like, the Holy Spirit very clearly say, I gave you a word to speak and you have not done what you were asked to do. And so what's funny is that then, now here we are a couple of months later, I don't know why I ended up having, telling him that I would speak, but, um, or when I would speak, I apologize. And so um, my point in saying all this stuff is that the roller coaster part, um, I was like, God, what, is this, what does this mean for the people? Like, what do you guys want? And so I have um, this huge revelation that I wanna share with you guys. So if you have your notes, get your notes, get your phones ready, because this is literally the best thing ever. Um, I could not believe it. Literally, I could not believe it when I got this word. I was like, oh my goodness, Jesus, you are so good. Like, I cannot believe this is happening. And the craziest, I got the craziest revelation. Are you guys ready? Yes. <laughs> it's literally amazing. Well, well, maybe if my notes would open, sorry. Ready? You ready, Shoshana? Okay. I, I heard this very clearly. You guys ready? You ready, Miranda? It said, I heard very clearly, 
Be still and know that I am God. If he said something to you, you better believe if he said it, it's even though you're going crazy in this moment, you're going to get there. The biggest, the biggest thing that I took out of this is you don't know where you are in this journey. For some of us, um, I went back and listened to this message um, this week because it was like so powerful. I still remember this day when I heard this message. Casey Doss, if you've never heard him, go listen to. There's a message that he does on um, minding the gap. You can just YouTube it. And it's one of the best sermons. I remember listening to this when we went through a phase when we had left a church and um, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We didn't know where we were going or coming. And um, he says, he like uses this analogy of like, so the promise of Jesus is over here, right? And then all the way over there is the fulfillment of it actually coming to fruition, right? But you don't know where you are in that gap. For some of us, this is it right here. We're literally right here. And we feel like we're giving up, right? It feels like we're, like we're, I mean, we're in shambles. And so this morning, I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to multiple people in the room this morning about where you are in that gap. For some of us, you feel like this is the promise and you feel like you're over here where the drum set is. You're behind it. You're like nowhere, you feel like you're nowhere near it. But in reality, here's the promise and your fulfillment is right next to it. And all you have to do is trust him. And that waiting period sucks. I'm just telling you, it really does suck. But trust me when I say this, that God wants you to just be still. We need to learn that we don't have to have everything instantly. The growth period between the, fulfill, the promise and the fulfillment is, like I said earlier, it's one of the best, once you're over there, it's one of the best experiences of your life because you finally realized you've, your faith has grown, you've learned to trust and rely on Jesus, which is, like, let's face it, I mean, it sounds great when you're, when you're on that side of the room, but when you're in it, you're like, yeah. You're doing it, Jesus. Or, I mean, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, we don't really know. So my point in saying that is that you don't know where you are in the gap, so do not. If you don't, if you don't take anything at all from this morning except for this one thing, do not give up. You don't know where you are. For some of us, I really believe in this room right now that you're like right there. And you don't want to, don't take a couple steps back because you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I kind of just got a visual of people in the room right now. Like you guys are really taking steps back because you don't believe that you're, it's coming. So instead of just like trusting the Lord, being patient in that waiting room period, you're just letting you're taking steps backwards because you're just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not doing this anymore. And listen, guys, like I said before, I know what that's like where you're just like, okay, I have living paycheck to paycheck. I can barely, like, provide for myself. And here I am having to provide for everything else and for everyone else. And you don't know what, you don't know how you're going to pay your bills tomorrow. But trust Trust, 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 is like the biggest thing. Be still. So hopefully you guys all wrote that note down because I believe this morning that the Holy Spirit is really, really highlighting. I, that's what I think the whole 
story for this moment. There's, we can obviously have another lesson on that whole story and how he resurrected um, Lazarus from the dead. But this morning, the Holy Spirit is really highlighting your waiting period from the moment that you received your promise to the moment that your fulfillment is coming. He is highlighting that this morning to, because he cares and he sees and acknowledges what is going on right now in your lives. You just need to be still. That's it. And trust me, it's hard, but when you get, when you're there and you look back at your journey, you'll realize why a lot of the times that stuff happens. I keep getting, um, hearing this, the, if you've ever read the book of Daniel, and if you haven't, you should go and read Daniel. And um, in one of the chapters, I can't remember the chapter, but it talks about um, when Daniel, when, when God finally spoke to Daniel, he said that, he, that God told him, I heard you from the very first day. Guys, when we feel like we are, we don't hear, he's not hearing us. When we feel like nothing is happening, he already heard you. He heard you from the first, he, the Bible says, um, and, Dan, and I, I can send you guys this or I'll have, um, we'll post it on the Instagram page or Facebook page so that you guys can um, look it up. But um, it says there very clearly that he heard him but there was, from the first day, but there was a spiritual situation happening. So you don't know what your lives, everybody in this room, it's different for everyone. You don't know where you are and you don't know why it, your breakthrough hasn't come. The Bible does say that he will give you the desires of your heart, right? But you don't know what's going on. And maybe the desire that you have is a whole different thing that we need to discuss later, but you don't know. You don't know where you're at in that fulfillment or that promise and that fulfillment moment. And so this morning, I just want us to all take a moment, if, if you guys will all just stand for me. I know this wasn't like a super long message, but <clears throat> I just want you guys to take a moment and remember the promise that has been spoken over your life. I believe this morning that um, He is really, really like highlighting this to me. Whatever your season is where in the waiting, wherever you are in that gap, as Casey Doss likes to call it, he's highlighting you this morning because whatever it looks like for you, he does not want to see this right here. Let's not do this, like backing, backtracking. He wants us to stay still. I just keep hearing that over and over again. I feel like some of us like are even struggling with the, our, like our mind is going crazy and you're even doubting it right now. But if you're feeling that, it's because this is for you. I'm just telling you, I know what it's like. It is for you. And so this morning, Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you will just come into this room right now and just begin to just like soften the hearts of the hurt. People who have been hurt in their journey from the promise, they feel like it's a roller coaster and they feel like nothing is going, everything is upside down and in, in turmoil. God, I just call peace 
over that and I just call stillness. God, I just pray that this morning we will learn to trust you and that we will just learn to be still and not try to take matters into our own hands because that's sometimes the easy way. So for the next couple of minutes, I feel like we should just take a moment and pray. Um, as the worship team leads us this morning um, in another song, I just feel like we should take a moment and just really pray over your promise. Whatever it looks like, pray. I, pray, I speak strength and courage over each one of you. And so we're going to take the next couple of minutes to just really pray into that.